Welcome to Mishnah Yomi. Today we are doing beginning Simon Ayin Olive 71 on page Kuf Hey 105. And we're doing the first Simon, excuse me, the first Sif, that's Sif Aleph. And it deals with someone who is an Avel and they are involved in dealing with burying the mace, the dead body. What is their obligation when it comes to Kriyishma? And there are going to be seven C from here. Now this is actually very important, just a quick uh, interesting tidbit. And that is because there's no Mishtabura in Yaradeya, and Yaradeya is where Hilchas Avelis is found, so it becomes very informative and helpful that the Mishtabura therefore writes over here all the different dinim, the laws of Avelis, because that really helps us have psak, have a clear hachra about what is the halacha when it comes to Avelis. So, says the Shulchan Aruch, Mishmeslo Meis, Shulchaiblis Avalav, someone who experiences the loss of a relative, one who he has an obligation to sit shiva for. I feel like the love Lakravo, even if it's the oblig- it's not upon them. It's their it's not their responsibility to bury this body. They have someone else, let's say, in the family who can do so. Patumi Krishma Umitvila. They are exempt from Krishma and Tvila. And we'll see soon if it's Patur or maybe they're not even allowed. Which is he adds in right here. Even if they want to say, you know what, I have the time, I'm going to say Krishma, they're not allowed to. Now, but if someone else comes along and says, I'm going to involve myself in the Kvura and the burial, and they want to therefore then be machmer and do it. We're not going to protest. We're not going to protest. They're doing so. Okay, let's see what this all means. Look in the Hilchus um, Krishma. Look in the Mishdebura. Shu Chayev. Who are they? Who who is one obligated to mourn over? Shem Shiva Krovim. The seven relatives. The father, the mother. Avaim. Ben Ubaz, son or daughter. Ach v'achos of Ishto. A brother, a daughter, a, a sister. Excuse me, and a wife. What does it mean you're not obligated? It's not your responsibility to bury this person. So let's say it's your sister and your sister's married. So it's her, uh, it's her husband's responsibility. It's incumbent upon her husband to take care of his deceased wife. So much so are you exempt, says the Mishtabura, that if you do go ahead and you read it, and then let's say you bury the body and there's still time of the day to recite Krishma. You have to, in fact, repeat Krishma because the first time you were exempt. You didn't have an obligation. That's what the Mishnah says. Umitzvila, also from Tefila, v'chemi kolah brachos. That when someone's an onin, or the halachic terminology of onin really refers to someone who, when the uh, the day that the relative dies, they are exempt or they're not allowed to partake from karbonos. We borrow that terminology to really refer to what in halacha is considered Misha Meso Mutalafanov, someone who it's incumbent upon them to bury the, the uh, dead body, as in the dead body is still in front of them. So, they are therefore exempt from Krishna, but also from Tefillah, V'chemi kol ha-brachos, all brachos, afilu birchas anenin, that even though we say, we say that one has to ask Hashem permission, before they partake from anything in this world. And if someone does not ask for permission, it's as if they're mal. It's, we, we, we compare it to someone who utilizes and uses the things that are consecrated for the temple for their own purposes. And it's only until and, and, and it's only until a person makes a bracha, then we say that although everything's Hashem's, then a person is allowed to use it. However, here, when they're an onin, they don't even make a birach sanenin. We call mitzvah Torah. They wrote zlach lepas. They want to eat bread. They don't have to uh, 
They don't have to wash. They don't have to make a bracha. But they do have to wash their hands. That they do have to do. But don't make a bracha on it. So, but what happens now if there's a Hever Kadisha that they're going to take care of all the needs? So you're really essentially going to call the Hever Kadisha and they take care of everything. So immediately, then once the this Hever Kadisha takes over, so now you have an obligation to start making brachos again. Now it's no longer upon you. So we're going to have to really define, and hopefully Mr. Brewer will define all this, we'll discuss it, what that means to give it over to the Hever Kadisha. Because there's a difference between giving it to Hever Kadisha and then you no longer are going to be involved whatsoever versus you're still there, they're just taking care of the major details. Like, again, we'll, again, we'll see what he says because I don't want to jump the gun here. I feel according to two buys. Even if they are, you're still all in the house. The body's there. You're still, but the chaver kedisha come. Shuv ain't a mut aleim, but aleim of fizeh lo yafo usim onim shemam tinim lasbal al achar ad achar kavura. Why take a shikis maro? I'm a chaver kedisha. Chaver kedisha be an malcom kavura and also call out to us dachrichim chayavim lasbalo. So the mishnabura is upset. Mishnabura is upset about those people who don't daven and they stop making brachos. Because they say the mace isn't buried yet, when in fact their role is done once the Chaver Kedisha steps in. But there's also a time when there's a Hever Kadisha, but because they're following your command, as in you're telling them, okay, this person's doing this part of the the, the, the funeral, and this person's going to be doing this, and we're going to do it this way and that way and the other way, so in a way, you're really in control, and they're just following what you say, so then we don't say it's a Hever that's Miyucha that's taking over everything, you're still involved, and therefore, you're still considered an Onate until the dirt goes on top of the grave. So immediately once the, the dirt goes on, then he should go to the base of El and he should start davening there. What happens if a person re- returns to the cemetery and realizes, oh wait, I don't have time to say all of davening before I'm going to miss this man Krishma. So first say Krishma, and afterwards daven regular and repeat Krishma then as well. But then if you're saying Krishma, as we said earlier, more because it's just part of the davening. What happens if the Aninas last, the burial doesn't end up being till 3 in the afternoon? So here's an interesting question, and that is that when we say you can make it up, do we say you, this day, this day let's say it's 3 o'clock now, and you missed this man, the morning, do we see if to make it up? Or do we say no? Because at the time that you actually were obligated, and this is talking about the Baruch as you were totally putter that day because you were on Onain, and therefore there's no need to make it up at all. And the Magan of Ram says, Safak Baruch Laka, we don't do it. Except for Birchas Torah, or Birchas Shlo Asani Gai, Vishlo Asani Ave, Vishlo Asani Isha. Why? Except for these three Baruchas and Birchas Torah, Osa Baruchas Afla Magan of Ram, Yochel Levarach. Why is that? Because these are not bound to the morning. So, 
And then he says basically repeats the same idea that let's say it's later on in the day and you're gonna miss uh you're gonna miss this man tefillah if you say everything in the order, so then skip Krishna as well. No different than if you show up late to the base medrash. Fine. That the these three brachos and birchasatorah as in Shlosanigai and Shlosani Ovid and Shlosani Isha. These aren't bound to the morning. They're just a brach you make every day. And therefore, even after chatzos, you can still say them. Why Normally, have a din that if you miss a tefillah, you make it up at the next time. So if you miss shachos, you make it up by David Mincha twice. Here, you don't have to. Why not? It's not like you forgot it, or you were an ones, let's say you were really busy, or I don't know, there was something crazy happened, you weren't able to daven. Because then we have an obligation to repeat it. And what's the reason for that? Because in the, the regular case of Tashlumen, Tashlumen is when you make up a min, uh, davening, you are obligated to daven, it's just for whatever outside circumstances, you were prevented from doing so. You were an onus, I don't know, you were in the hospital. You uh, you forgot because you were so busy, whatever it may be, that you forgot. But you you were obligated. But here it's different. It's not that you weren't. It's not that you were obligated. You just couldn't. But you actually were exempt. Exempt. In fact, uh, I believe Rashi points out it's not covered for the mace that you were sitting there davening when the mace has to be buried. It's just that's not proper covered. So if this is true, that the difference between being an onus, where you're obligated just to circumstances prevented you from davening, versus an onen, where you just weren't obligated, well, that would only be true as presuming that you were an onade from the moment that your obligation for chakras began, as in, as in, at that moment uh, in the when the morning began. But let's say the your, the body, the person only dies halfway through zman tefila at, at, at eight o'clock. So for an hour you were obligated, you just hadn't daven yet because you daven at eight thirty. So then you would have be obligated to make it up. Because at least at the beginning you had an obligation to daven. Even though you didn't have time to finish it. Once you, the obligation kicks in, then you have an obligation to make up that tefillah and mincha. Fine. So maybe that would be, the same thing would be exist as well by birch the what if someone wants to say it? So there's an interesting machlokas Rashi Tosfos. Machlokas is why is it a misha misha mutlafanov, or as we colloquially call it onain, why are they exempt? Is it that they're exempt because of the same principle as yesterday, Osik Mitzvah Patam and Mitzvah, Osik in the greatest Chesed Shalemes, they're exempt from the Mitzvah, or is it just not covered her mace? So this is the big machlokas. 
And it might be that if you say that it's because of Osik Mitzvah, so well then the moment that you're no longer Osik, someone else takes over, so then you should be exempt. Whereas if you say no, it's about Kavod and Mace, so even then, if you're not involved, so then you still shouldn't make these brachos. In fact, there's a st- Rabbeinu Tom, it's seemingly retracted. He held one when he was younger, and when he got older, he retracted. The person is davening one, the mason in front of them, people go, he didn't really care. But then why then is Machabre who seems to hold that's not covered for the mace? Why does he say when we don't protest? The answer is because there are opinions that say it's not about covered, but rather it's about Osip Mitzvah. And so long as there's someone else to be involved in it, so then you could you couldn't make the brachos. Again, we don't hold like it, but if we do do so, we're not going to protest. Even if it's your obligation to bury them, it's incumbent upon you. But others are going to involve themselves. The Rashal says, no, we should make a macham. And it says, and the Ramal says, look, we say in Shimon Mem Aleph in Yardaya. The Sham Pasta in Rashal Achim Bechal Gavni says, you're never allowed to be the Ramal's opinion, you're never allowed to be Machmer, Chain Iker, and this is the Iker, Makomakam Benchu, Onen, Al Ovid, Viesh, Mesaskim, Baldo, and Mutter, Lolayla, Knesset, Lomar, Kadish, Alav, Kizek, Kavich, Ovid. But interesting, he says, and this is, um, very actually, this can be very relevant. Is but let's say it's going to be for an extended period of time. He Mishabur allows you to go to the to the shul to say kaddish. Why? So although you're not allowed to daven, you can say kaddish because um, you're um, it's covered for your father for the for the for the, for the relative. So this is very interesting, and this is actually relevant. Let's say we know on Shabbos there's no Avelis. So uh, certainly on Shabbos also there's no Aninus. Why is there no Aninus? Because one is not able to uh, one is not able to bury the mace on Shabbos. So certainly on Shabbos, therefore, you can go to the the, the uh, shul to say Kaddish. And the interesting question that comes up is, what about like Erev Shabbos Mincha? Do we say you're still obligated as an own, you're still an owning because technically it's not Shabbos yet, or do we say once it's ready mincha samach l'Shabbos you're not going to be involved in the mace, so you can go to shul you can daven and, and well certainly here we say we say you can say kaddish I wish you all a wonderful day.